Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 21st of October 2022, including Apple TV's Raymond and Ray, starring Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke as grieving siblings, and the mind-bending Amazon Prime sci-fi, The Peripheral. We'll also be looking at the return of ultra-violent now-TV crime drama Gangs of London and a second series of Richard the Hamster Hammond's workshop on Discovery+. Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news? A sequel to the long-running sitcom Frasier will reportedly air on Paramount Plus and star Kelsey Grammer once again as Seattle shrink Frasier Crane, who is starting a new life in a new city. What else is in the news, Hannah? In the ITVX Cary Grant biopic Archie, Harriet Walter will play Elsie Leach, the troubled mother of the Hollywood star, who will be portrayed by Jason Isaacs. Well, a pretty good selection this week, I would say. First up on Amazon Prime Video, it's a new sci-fi series called The Peripheral. And here's a clip. You're inside what we call a peripheral. What do you mean? You think this is a game. But it's real. It just hasn't happened yet. So this is from the team behind Westworld, and it follows a young woman called Flynn, who's played by kick-ass actress Chloe Grace Moretz, looking a lot more grown-up in this. She works in a 3D printing shop, and her brother earns money by playing computer games for other people and also trying out new games. But she's actually much better gamer than he is, so uh, sometimes she helps him out. So one day he gets sent this new strange looking headset to road test and so he he persuades his sister to do it they're, they're quite poor their mum's ill they need to raise money to get mum's medication and we first see her doing this playing this game which is a sort of war game it's incredibly realistic but this new game when she puts the headset on she finds herself in a futuristic version of london what's remarkable about it i mean it looks incredible and also she is the avatar is her brother, because the, the, the people who are hiring him think he's doing it. She's playing it, but it's his avatar. Hopefully that makes sense. What's remarkable about this new game is that it's sensory, so she can feel everything that's going on. And the London skyscape actually reminded me a bit of Noughts and Crosses, if you remember that dystopian drama with, with giant statues on the skyline. So this game, it starts off, she finds herself, she's riding along the streets of London on a motorbike in a computer game. It, it looks amazing. And then someone's, she hears someone's voice who's giving her instructions of what to do in the game. She has to go to this very posh party. She has to seduce a woman at the party. I'm not going to say anything more I don't want to give you any spoilers, but things get very complicated back in the real world because of this game that she's testing. If you're a sci-fi fan and if you're a gamer, you're going to love it. It looks incredible. It's a brilliant premise. I really enjoyed it and it's very exciting as well. So 
What did you think, Hannah? I think you're right. If you're a sci-fi fan, you will like it. But equally, if you're a gamer, it's actually a bit scary, isn't it? Because I feel like each time, as the world sort of moves on, it feels these things seem ever more more credible basically and that it could actually happen and it's really it's quite um the way they do it is quite clever isn't it and it's quite creepy in places and, and quite um gruesome as well i'd say it's sort of, there's a few moments that you kind of well i did anyway but i'm a bit wet put your hands you know over your eyes and i think that it's toying with the possibility of things happening um that you kind of your brain tells you couldn't possibly happen but as i say it's it it's it's blurring those lines and i think it does it really quite well and i should add it arrives on friday the 21st and there are eight episodes now feature film up next on apple tv plus it's called raymond and ray and you're going to tell us about it hannah our father is dead. His last wish was that his sons attend his funeral. We don't have to go. He's dead. He'll never know. You're a very tender man, you know that? Okay, your father's last will. It was his wish that you dig his grave. What? So this stars Ethan Hawke and also Ewan McGregor. Um, and it's a it's a really nice but sad tale, I would say. So it's produced by Oscar winner Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron? I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and it just basically follows two very troubled brothers. They're half-brothers. And they've both kind of for years, I suppose, in that sort of very stereotypical male style, sort of held it all in and not talked about they're they're growing up and their resentment of their of their father who was very cruel um he was abusive and they come together when he passes away which of course you know does happen to a lot of people and um there's no great you know there's not a lot of tears for the father because he's not a particularly decent human being but they make a road trip to his uh, to see him buried and he has some final wishes including them um actually digging his grave but there's lots of things that they say first of all you're kind of a fly on the wall i suppose for their journey and what they're talking about and as they sort of the very kind of emotional stuff of when they're talking about what's happened in their childhood and actually for the first time reliving a lot of it so that's really quite emotional and then there's some really sort of comedic parts as well um which is and i don't want to give too much away but it's kind of meeting the people in their father's past that never existed and and, and almost um showing them a different side of their father that they hadn't that they hadn't seen so this is kind of all about healing um it, as i say it's quite comedic in places and I thought it was really quite enjoyable. I could see I could see a lot of people relating to this. And of course, Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor, when I started to look at this, they wanted, well, I think they came onto the scene at a similar time in terms of their acting. And they've always wanted to work together, but it's taken them quite a long time to actually do this. And they do gel really, really well. There is a um, a closeness between them it works very well um as them being brothers so I, I thought it was i thought it was really very good what did you think Ian? i really liked it two great actors at one point one of the characters says we come from chaos because you get increasingly <laughs> you get glimpses into this horrendous parent that they had and what their upbringing was like but they've reacted in different ways so 
Ewan McGregor's character, Raymond, is quite sort of straight and he likes his life to be very ordered and boring, but he's had he's been married several times, whereas his sibling, Ray, is a musician, he's got sacked from his job, he's not in a relationship, he hasn't got any kids, so they've each of them has reacted to this traumatic childhood in quite a different way, and... The two of them are great together. I mean, McGregor's done lots of good stuff in an American accent, hasn't he? Including that brilliant series of Fargo, where he played twin brothers. uh, And it slightly reminded me of that in a funny way. So, yeah, it's got some nice comedic moments. It's, It's got the feel of a road movie, even though, as you say, Hannah, it's only the first bit that's kind of the road movie element when they go to the funeral. But... They're in all these new. They're in their dad's house, and they're at the funeral party, and then they're going to the cemetery to dig the grave. And it's just really nicely done. Great dialogue. Elements of it almost have the feel of a sort of two-handed stage play, especially the first scene where mm. where uh, Raymond turns up at Ray's house. <laughs> Ray comes to the door with a gun. So yeah, I think it's it's very gentle. It's elegiac really nicely drawn characters good performances thoroughly enjoyed it over on now tv we're going to look at the returning crime drama gangs of london and here's a clip the city's changed the investors have a new player he has a major stake in this town now manpower allies is not to be underestimated. Elliot's back. I want them to know fear. So this arrived this Thursday. If you didn't see series one, it was about an undercover cop called Elliot Finch, played by Sope Dirisu, who infiltrates a London gang. And at the start of season one, I mean, you, you need to go back, I would say, probably watch season one just to understand what's going on but spoiler alert at the start of season one Cole Meany played the head of a gang who was killed and then things started to unfold sort of power struggle amongst London's gang it it hit the headlines really for its incredibly choreographed but incredibly violent fight scenes I mean they are astonishing it also had Joe Cole in it as the one of the sons of the dead mobster. I'm not going to say what happened at the end of season one because that is a, a big spoiler alert if, you, if, if you've not watched it. But anyway, as we rejoin the action, this undercover cop is now working as an assassin, but he's drinking heavily. He, he's in all sorts of trouble. Meanwhile, in London... And this new enforcer called Koba, uh, he's played by Walid Zueta, who was BAFTA nominated for Baghdad Central, the Channel 4 series. He's an interesting character. He wears a pork pie hat. He's got cropped blonde hair. He's got a quiet air of menace. And the, the first time we meet him, he's forcing a member of this Algerian gang who've been smuggling weapons without the permission of kind of the cartel of gangs he forces him to eat bullets so this guy's not messing about so once again i mean the first time we see elliot finch there's a there's an amazing action scene it is a, it's a, a director who worked 
on the first season, but is now directing all of this season. And it's in a, I think it's in a laundrette in Istanbul, and it's a brilliant piece of action. It's superbly choreographed, as you'd expect from this series. Although it's all about sort of violence and crime, this kind of is a family drama as well. It's got the brilliant Papa Essidou in it. He's the son of the sort of conciliary from season one, who is now trying to go legit as a businessman. But it's really kind of about, as with Ray and Raymond in a way, about trauma being passed from one generation to the next. So, I mean, I would say if you're a bit squeamish, you may find this too violent for you, but it's a really well well made and well written series. And Dirisu, I think, is, is great in the lead role. Uh, not sure this is going to be one for you, Hannah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not what I would choose, but I can see why it is great. Um, and I do think you're right. You need to see um, series one first because it kind of gives you the context and it gives you the background. I, what interests me about something like this is that whilst it's really quite barbaric in places, whilst you're witnessing really horrible things, which is kind of the reason I'm not so keen on it, at the same time it also delves into why they're like it and kind of the the backgrounds and what they've seen when they were younger and why so it, it sort of has that kind of that other level that deeper level to it which I think is quite good so for, so for me no it's not one for me I, I I wouldn't choose to watch it but I can see why why it's good and I and I say I do like that kind of other element rather than some things are just they're just barbaric and that's it this does go some way to explaining why this is happening well, a welcome bit of light relief over on Discovery Plus. It's the return of Richard Hammond's workshop. Here we go again, another year. I am aware some of the ideas I've had have been a bit... <laughs> this, I believe, is a good one. He's put his money where his mouth is. You've got to speculate to accumulate. But will this business wipe the smile off his face? Bad, bad, bad. Why is nothing ever simple? Richard the Hamster Hammond. I mean, what 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 can you say? Um, he's got a second series, so he has. Um, this is an interesting one because I think everyone assumed that because it's Richard Hammond, it would automatically this business do really really well. And he's teamed up with the mechanics, the people that know what they do, and he's kind of the he, he loves cars and he's fronting it and his celebrity status. Really, it should be a winning combination, shouldn't it? But what we're finding out is, of course, it, it's actually not making a penny. In fact, it's, you know, it, it, he talks about it, you know, possibly going bust. So it's called The Smallest um, Cog, his business, and it specialises in restoring um, classic cars. And then they are then, the camera crew basically follows them. And it's funny because, I mean, Richard just has a really good command of tv i suppose and what he does and he's very kind of engaging and you see him do an interview with um susanna reed off gmb and they're chatting away and it's all quite funny and the rapport he's got with the guys that work there is really good but essentially they need to do something quite big to turn it around because he can't just keep pouring thousands of pounds worth into the business despite probably almost definitely being paid to do a tv show it doesn't quite work like that so you see him trying to run the business i i, I have to say I, I thought he looked really tired in in this um series i thought he just looked a bit exhausted by it all but you know it happens to us all to be fair i think one of the guys actually suggested he should have some makeup on which is sort of it made me laugh a bit but 
it's I, I really enjoy it. I don't think you have to be a carb off. I don't think I don't think that matters at all. I think he's a likable character. Um you, you, you see him trying to teach his um his daughter to drive, which every parent probably dreads, so that brings some laughs too. Yeah, de- definitely one to watch. And I, I think it's a, it would be a great shame if he doesn't actually make it work. So fingers crossed that they do. Yeah, I'm a fan of The Hamster. And what I particularly like about this is he really opens up his family life to the cameras in this because you see him, um, well, his wife gets involved in the business. She comes to visit. Then you see him with his daughter who's got ponies and he's helping her kind of feed the the ponies and the donkey. So you get a real sense of his his home life. Um, And yeah, there's a bit of jeopardy. Will the business survive? Will they get any clients? So yeah, I enjoyed it. Glad to see it back. Now we've just got time quickly, Hannah, because there's a lot of a lot of new stuff out this week, and I do want to flag up a fantasy drama on Netflix called The School for Good and Evil. The School for Good and Evil, where the true story behind every great fairy tale begins. The School for Good trains the heroes. The School for Evil, the villains. You're trying to tell me that Snow White and Cinderella and Jack and the Beanstalk were real. Because I'm sure a lot of people have thought, well, how can I do something that's a bit Harry Potter-esque, but, but not quite? Well, I'd say this fits the bill. Just briefly to give you the gist, two t- teenage best friends, Sophie and Agatha. Sophie is obsessed with princesses and particularly with the, the dresses they wear. Uh, whereas Agatha, everyone in the village calls her a witch, but they're best mates. But then they're whisked off to this enchanted school. <laughs> well, there are kind of two separate schools, as the title suggests. One is for good and one is for evil. So heroes are sort of taught in one, where Lawrence Fishburne plays the schoolmaster, and villains go to the other one, where Charlize Theron is terrific as um, Lady Leonora Lesso. So it's quite a subversive look at sort of fairy tales and that kind of thing. Uh, I think it's really nicely done. Kate Blanchett is the narrator. Ben Kingsley and Rob Delaney both have roles. So, um, yeah, I thought it was great. And I wonder if this is something that your, your family might enjoy, Hannah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it is. And you know what? Ben Kingsley was one of the first people that I ever interviewed when I came on the journalistic circuit and he was very, very nice. So just for that reason alone, I'll watch it. Yeah, I I, I think this is definitely one for the family, actually. It's kind of two worlds really do collide in this, don't they? What have you been binging on this week, Hannah? Well, do you know what? It's all about Strictly, isn't it? Because loads of... um, I mean, it happens every year, but it kind of ramps up as it goes along. And the, you know, will there be the Strictly curse or won't there? And there's already been a few whisperings and things going on. Judges, people aren't happy with the judges, oh. calling for them to be fired. So, mm. yeah, it's all the stuff that goes on around the show that I love as much as watching the show. How about you? On the same theme, I watched the that brilliant Bross documentary. I think it's called When the Screaming Stops which is available on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it, I know Matt Goss has has left Strictly now, but Mm. if you haven't seen it, it is a must watch. It is superb. Now, we've just got time, Hannah, to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. So, yeah, what's on the menu? Jessica Rain and Peter Capaldi face off in a terrifying psychological thriller, The Devil's Hour. 
on Amazon Prime Video. And Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne, we've got two Jessicas next week, star in a true-life Netflix drama called The Good Nurse, which is about a nurse who murdered multiple patients. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... Watch it!